dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. DJ Killer Kid. Boss. And Hazel. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. Inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make the show. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev, and A. Dizzle. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. A. Dizzle. Episode 311. 311 in the books, man. Now check this out. Fellas, it is Labor Day. Big chill over here. Killer chilling on a Labor Day. Dizzle, what's popping with you? Uh, I'll ask y'all this. What's, what's something that as an adult you now enjoy? Like you look forward to, but it's like very adult. Like a fresh lawn. <laughs> like a... Taxes just got done, and you feel like the <laughs> burden is lifted. Like, what's something like that in y'all's lives? That's a good one, man. Uh, not that I enjoy paying bills, but you know, at the the path that I'm on currently, you know, what I'm saying I enjoy payday because I don't have a lot of bills. Because mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I slowly but surely took care of uh, car notes and student loans, so the bills aren't the roof anymore so i can actually start saving more money for the future so i actually do enjoy payday now now that i don't have a lot of money going out that's facts uh, so aside from my morning coffee i would say that um like i i would say over the last year year or two like i almost enjoy the first of the month because like the the first weeks whenever payday hits because that's when all of my bills are pretty much due but Mm -hmm. i usually knock them all out with that check so then i usually have the rest of the month to you know be responsible with the money so the bills come out of the first one usually so i I enjoy being able to knock those bills out and i have that burden each month you know of when my bill is due how am i gonna pay this on the third or fourth week you know whatever 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 so I, I enjoy being uh, responsible and it being September 5th and the bills is paid for September. You know what I'm saying? I'll, so. I'll also throw yeah. in a good-ass nap, which I got one today. <laughs> I just woke up at 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> a good-ass nap. And, and to be perfectly honest, I haven't had a good-ass nap in quite a while, man. Y'all know it's summertime, man. We've been in COVID, yeah. summertime. I'm actually out a little bit, so I've been enjoying the good weather and everything like that. But today, oh, was it today a, was, was it a couch or was it nah, a bed nap? Bed. I don't. I'm not a big uh, couch napper. Okay. Um, I, I'm not even like a napper. I go to sleep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why why mess around? Why mess around? Why mess around with a couch where you're gonna be tossing and turning? And not really be comfortable just because you want to have the TV on just in case something good pop up. You can just wake up. Nah, man, just go ahead. <laughs> Go into that bedroom, get it underneath that blanket, get snug, and just go to sleep. And don't set an alarm. Just wake up when you wake up. So a good-ass nap. (laughs) That that was 
That was me today, except I had to set an alarm. But I, I at two thirty today with a smile, I said, "Alexa, set my alarm for four fifty. Mm. <laughs> and it got me a solid two hour nap in the middle of the day, which is rare. Yeah. And, and, it's almost like the, the the Monday holidays tradition for me is that I gotta get that that two three hour minimum nap midday. Good. Well, shit. I, I feel like I I know we're getting old at this point because my wife was excited to get a new mop and a new broom, and we've been <laughs> today has been designated for a, a deep clean. Oh like, no, we that's really why getting that's it why in. I took my, that's why I took my nap because. It was the kids home from school. I'm home. The wife here. So we woke up at probably six this morning, and I had the vacuum running by seven. Mm-hmm. Get y'all asses up. <laughs> so that's that's where the dad nap came in today at two o'clock because we've been cleaning all morning. So I refuse. I, I refuse to do anything productive on a day that I'm supposed to have off from the job. Job. Like that's why I'm a stickler about you know clean up as you go. Like, I'm one of them type mm. of people that, all right, when I get home, I'll just put my jacket on the table directly to the closet. To put it, just hang it up now so I won't have to do it later because over time, if you, oh, I'm wearing this jacket today, I'm wearing this jacket tomorrow, you keep putting it on there, then come Sunday, damn, I got six jackets just laying over here. Now I got to put all this shit up. So I'm like a stickler about that shit. Like, I like to clean up as I go, and I like... A Saturday, all right, let's knock this out. Let's do the laundry. Let's uh vacuum. Let's get this done so on a Sunday we can just chill, and especially a day like today where, you know, you're supposed to be off because they're supposed to be celebrating the, the work first, workforce of America. You can chill and have extended naps and chill and everything like that, man. I, I mm-hmm. Even like even like with the lawn and everything like that, I cut the grass on Thursday because I knew I wasn't going to feel like cutting it today. Like, no, bro. I'm, I'm chilling, bro. Chill, chill, chill. We got three dogs and a cat, so we have to, like, designate uh, a bro, deep that's a lot clean. of work. Like, the shit that we now lift, like, we're lifting shit up now. Like, couches are getting torn down, basically. Like, we got oh, yeah. to do a deep clean. Oh, no. <sighs> that's a lot of responsibility. How'd y'all become such animal lovers? I've always had a dog. I think she's always had something. She used to have a snake growing up. Like, we've always had some type of pet. And then we like life, you know what I'm saying? We going to come home. We got plants in the house. Uh, we started out with one dog. And then when we got the house, we like, we got this big backyard. Let's get her a buddy. So we got a second dog. And then next thing you know, we got three. That's just, <laughs> it just add up, bro. And then the cat. So, the first cat we got was like a gift to us and he was an older cat so he was big chill but then i'm scared of cats never had a cat but this nigga was a that nigga was dope like the cat would just like curl up on you you walk into a room and you'll see that nigga climbed up somewhere he just up there chilling i'm like okay this dude is cool he died and then we like man we need to get another cat because that nigga was dope end up getting two But nah, Good. man, the animals Great. is dope because they they smart too. We think they they know English, bro, because they know what we be saying for real. Sound like me with kids. We didn't have a kid, end up with three. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, because we walked in the house and we was like, "Yo, this our house stank, bro. Like it smell it smell like dog in here. Like we have to 
like the deep clean was needed. But we drinking, you know what I'm saying? I'm actually I'm drunk. If you like, couldn't <laughs> tell, I'm already like six shots in. Yeah. The, the music going, so we're making a thing of it, and then we're gonna cook dinner later. So it's pretty cool. It's not a bad, it's not a bad cleaning day. Killer, you have any animals growing up? Um, we had a dog for a little while. Um, and I, a little while being like a summer. We we were literally found this stray dog, tried to like turn <laughs> uh, alley dog, well, the neighborhood dog. It was in our neighborhood, so we figured it was someone's. So we, would, I like took it around the neighborhood, I'm knocking on doors, trying to see whose dog it is. No one's claiming his dog, so we ended up keeping it for like a summer. Um, I had a pet bird for a couple summers. My mom was into the bird, so we had the bird cage. I wanted the talking parrot, but she wouldn't <laughs> do it. But uh, aside from that. I don't mind animals. I haven't necessarily wanted the responsibility of the seven day three sixty five responsibility of an animal. But but I don't mind a dog, a cat, I don't mind being around them. Okay, quick story. Now I am allergic to cats and dogs. So I personally have never owned a cat or a dog. But Growing up, this is like after my brother has gone away to college. So I'm in high school, like early stages of high school. There was a neighborhood cat that lived in our garage. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, all right, I ain't never had a pet before. I can't like pet him because I'm allergic. But, you know, I fed the little bastard. Come to find out this cat was a thot. She was out there fucking. Right. <laughs> One day my mom come home. She was like, you know that damn cat you've been feeding is pregnant. I'm like, is it? Like, you haven't seen it? So I go out to the garage. She just chilling. And like, yeah, it do look kind of fat. <laughs> Couple weeks later, my fucking meow, meow, meow coming from the damn garage. My mom was so pissed. She's like, it's here because you fed it. It's never going to leave because you fed it. That's your cat. You know? man. Yeah, basically. So I had a cat. <laughs> But I didn't have a cat. I don't even remember. She probably called the damn uh, pet patrol, whatever, on that little bastard. But yeah, she was like, dog. Dotting and plotting in the garage, man. Yeah, wild times, man. Wild times. Fellas, how was the week, though? Uh, for me, it wasn't too bad. Um, I, I had a <laughs> a country wedding to do Saturday that Ooh. for... A 15-year DJ career, this was the first time where the bride and groom didn't book me, nor did I book with the bride or groom. So what happened was a friend of mine owns a wedding venue, and he reached out to me. He had a couple that was booked at his venue whose DJ had canceled on them, and this is like two months out. So they were like in high search for a DJ. So he knew someone that DJ asked me if I was available. I took the gig. So when you walk into a room where no one was trying to book you and you look, <laughs> you look like no one in the room, there was a weird tension in the air. Oh, so, damn. so, so no one came over to talk to me. No one, the only person that was over there being cordial was the venue owner that I knew. He was catching up. We was talking and just having a good time while I was setting up. I'm playing ceremony music, and all of a sudden, 
I look over, it's like an outdoor tent. It was kind of rainy that, that day, so it was like an outdoor tent, uh, but it was covered. So they were, like, lined up outside with umbrellas. I'm like, oh, it's about to start. So this little, like, 13 or 14-year-old is running around, like, being what looks to be, like, the wedding coordinator. I mean, he's running over here, telling the guys to go over there. He's getting a 13-year-old? Correct. <laughs> Correct. He's telling the pastor that it's time for him to go stand up by the pew. He's asking for the microphone to give to the pastor. This little dude is just running around running the show, right? So all of a sudden I hear, hey, hey. But I'm not looking up because I know he's trying to get my attention. So I finally he goes, hey, Mr. DJ. And that's when I look over there. And he was like, cut that off. They're about to start. And I'm like, I, no one else is telling me not to, but I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. So literally the wedding just, they pull the curtain back. I'm like, oh, so I just start playing the music. So we have a whole ceremony. I've met no one. I've talked to no one. No one introduced themselves. Wow. So uh, we, we finally get up to go enjoy a cocktail hour. This is when we realize we better just sit down and chill for the night because we go to cocktail hour and it's two liters on the table. So I'm thinking it's like pour your own drink. The wife is over there. She makes her way back. I take a sip. This tastes like juice. She was like, that's what it is. And then she hands me a bag of Cheetos. And I was like, where'd that come from? And she was like, they have pop, juice, and Cheetos over there. So I was like, oh. So we sat down. Now, the reason why I thought it was drinks, though, the venue owner during the week messaged me like, hey, what you drink? I was like, I drink tequila. He's like, okay, so I think it's going to be a party. So we had no tequila. We're having chips and drink, and I'm just playing country music. So this this is where it gets weird, and then I'll end this story. The, the, we, go, we go through all the dinner. We go through all the specials. We start partying, and the little kid comes back over there. He's asking me to play an Eminem song. He said, they said I can have one rap song. Can you play an Eminem song? Damn. They can so have like, one rap song. Yeah. So I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, they said I can have one rap song. Well, okay. So I'm debating. And the, the, the song he first picked was like about, I think it was that Rihanna and Eminem song, which is about like abuse. And I'm like, nah, I'm not really playing that here at, this, at your wedding. Love Don't Lie, whatever it's called. So he ended up picking How My Name Is or something. I play it. The bride like storms over there. We, I don't know, that's not acceptable. Can you please play what I asked? And I was like, all right. So I cut it off to continue with Molly Cyrus and Kane Brown and all the others, right? <laughs> so so it was just one of those weddings where no one was cordial. They started cleaning the Ohio State uh, Notre Dame games was that evening. And I knew, because me and Kev have talked about this before, and we <laughs> talked about it on the last pod, you know how people, especially the guys, be on football weddings. And I could tell by the room that this was going to be a 6.30, hey, I'm out of here getting ready to get home to this game. And that's what it be. They were supposed to be until 10.30 that night. But by 7 o'clock, 7.30, literally they were packing up. They were clearing off tables. No one was telling me when to stop music. I played music for over an hour and a half for like 10 people that were cleaning up. Finally, someone was like real, real aggressively like, cut the music. I'm like, okay, gladly. <laughs> so it, from, from top to bottom, it was a very weird situation. That's why you get paid in full prior to the start. 
Wow. I have to worry, worry about the bread killer. This isn't even drunk killer. So I did. I did leave out. <laughs> I, I did leave out about third quarter after dinner. We partying for a while. The venue owner walks over with the card, thanking me for helping him out with this situation, and then handing me a bottle of Patron. So after we saw what the vibe was, anyway, I mean, there's people there in t-shirts, there's people there in khakis. It was all you name it. So we was like, fuck it. We cracked over the Patron, had a couple sips. So I had. I had two or three sips of Patron towards the end of the night, but okay, I was a uh, level one tipsy. You know, it wasn't even nothing like that. So, but it was just a weird situation. Yeah. First one I've had like that where it just I didn't feel welcomed. No one really made me feel welcomed. Um, but everybody seemed to you know enjoy the country I was playing. So, yes. Yes. So I know normally when you DJ receptions and everything like that, you introduce the the bride and groom for the first time, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, Jones, Smith, or whatever. Were you still responsible for that, or you was just there to uh, drop it on the one? So I thought I was responsible for that. I tried to do that. <laughs> um, after after the ceremony, they're taking their pictures. I'm playing what I would call cocktail hour music. And there's supposed to be an hour gap per, per their timeline for that to happen. That might have lasted 20 minutes, maybe 30. And I see that same line forming up. So I, they, they said they're ready to come in. I kill the cocktail hour music. I t- introduce myself. I tell everybody we're going to introduce the wedding party. Uh, hold, yep, yo, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and a quick question. Uh, when you introduce yourself, um, what are you going by at this wedding? Because I know you have uh, two monikers out there in the streets. I'm, I'm <laughs> what the laptop says at these weddings. I'm DJK. Okay. DJ K. okay. DJ got it. K, so. Got it. Oh, you got it. And, and, and this one, and this one, a matter of fact, I even said, hi, my name is Kevin. That's actually what I even said on this one. So I, I can tell the vibe what he was going to be. So. I was like, how about this Kevin with DJK music? <laughs> and we're going to blah, 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 start the wedding party. I play the wedding party song. There's four people in the wedding party. As I go to play the bride and groom and do my thing where I have everybody stand, introducing Mr. and Mrs., I look up. The bride and groom is following the wedding party on that song, and they're halfway in the room just walking to their seat. Now, this was a real young couple Looks like it was a thing where the family wanted them to get married because they had some kids. They were, but they couldn't have been over 25. They looked very young. Uh, but uh, this was the first time I had no interaction, no dialogue with them prior to other than email of what I need. And they, and they fulfilled that list of what they wanted me to play. Um, they only gave me about 50 requests and I had to do the rest. So, yep. Uh, another <laughs> question. Um, so, uh, you mentioned Cheetos. <laughs>
So. Facts. That's Last good. question for me. Uh, uh, what did the wife say? Because I know she don't play when it comes to Mr. DJ Killer Kev. DJ K. Yes. <laughs> K. Exactly. Yeah. K. K Music definitely, Entertainment. <laughs> she definitely uh, was a. I was glad she was there, but also she was definitely giving the scowl back. My wife is all. <laughs> she is. She don't play with that type of shit. So when when she don't feel the love in the air, she's not about to be giving him fake love back. So if. It was old men sitting in the room just staring at us like this. So she was sitting like this, staring <laughs> right back at him. It was just a bunch <laughs> of that going. So it was a weird vibe. I think, and just to, just to be blunt, this is how we look at it. I could be wrong. Apologize if I am. But when two black people walk into a room full of a hundred white people, and it's supposed to be country and soft rock and pop, they're not confident that they're about to get that. So I enjoy that feeling because I enjoy breaking their asses down with. Yeah, yeah, all that. I, I, I enjoy it. That shit, yeah, that shit lifts me up because I know I'm about to tear the asses down with what they want to hear anyway. And they're going to always, at the end of the day, somebody's going to be like, man, you did a good job. That's the way I say it. I can't believe he did well. Like, you know, like, that's how, that's how, that's how I be feeling. So when, when, this, this was the first situation where I felt that way. And it was almost like a step that that's what it was because I might feel that way. But it's always somebody's mama, somebody's aunt, somebody's grandma that's being real cordial, being real happy, being real. You need anything, you're good. This was not that. So wow. it, is, it is what it is. On to the next. So got, got paid. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I always get paid beforehand. I have a DJ story for Saturday as well. Ah. <laughs> Let's this get was it. one of my, I would say, most unenjoyable experiences for the fact that when I got there, everything was everything was sweet, venue was cool, set up, everything solid. It was supposed to start at six o'clock, and it's like six forty-five, seven, and shit ain't started yet. Mean, so man, like people ain't there, or people are there, and they're, they're just like up. they're wandering around. The folks on the inside are still like setting up, cleaning, putting balloons where it's supposed to go. And I'm just playing the little jazz they want me to play. So, shit, I'm thinking that everything's solid. Um, we get through the ceremony, and we're already like an hour and a half behind. A uh, couple goes off to take pictures. I'm getting ready to, like, introduce the couples, but I want to make sure I got everybody's names right because I ain't trying to blunder nothing on this sh- one shot. So I'm trying to get all the names down. I'm asking the groom what's the names. This mo- boy, his breath was stinking, bro. <laughs> bro, I talked to that nigga. His issue was hot. I had to lift my lift. I had to lift my lip up <laughs> to cover my nose. I'm like, God damn! Somebody gotta get this guy some gum. He kissing the bride. Oh God! Right, bro, it was hot, man. <laughs> All right, so. so I go back to the DJ booth. Turns out we don't even do the we don't even do the introductions. So it's just kind of it's it's out of whack. It's not on schedule. We're not going by the itinerary. So people are leaving at this point. I'm like, bro, we ain't even I ain't even been able to get into my party yet because you know we we damn near ain't even ate dinner yet. So we fucking start doing dinner at like nine o'clock. It's supposed to end at eleven. I'm like. All right. Um, 
I usually wait. I either get my plate first or I get my plate last. I'm never like waiting in line. So this, for whatever reason, I got my plate last. I'm going up there. A little girl cut me, get the last piece of chicken. <laughs> didn't even get no good meal. The food was cold by the time I got to it. So I'm like, damn. All right, ready for this shit to be over. So we rushed through the cake cutting, garter toss, bouquet toss. We'll just rush through it. By this time, people are cleaning up. First dance, it was only a couple of people taking pictures. Everybody else was, like, literally getting tablecloths up, cleaning and sweeping and shit through their first dance. I'm like, all right. At this point, I'm just ready to get paid and get gone. Get through the first dance. Shit, it's like 20 minutes left before it's time to go. They just cut it. Like, all right, let's just get it out of here. So I ended up leaving early. Time to get paid. The lady don't even pay me, bruh. She paid, she paid me all through up and she paid me half beforehand. Time to come up to, for the payment. Like, yo, what's going on? Are you doing cash or are we doing cash at? Then she comes out like a sob story, this, that, and the third. I couldn't even pay the photographer. I'm sorry, but. My husband gets paid Friday. I'm going to pay you Friday. I'm going to call you, yada, 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 yada. So all it is, and then I walk out without the money she owed. Dilla, mm-hmm. go ahead. This has only happened to me one other time, and they paid me extra when they said they were going to pay me. So I have faith that come Friday, I will have a cash app notification. I hope you do, brother. I, I hope, do too. I hope I do too, cause I'm a. I ain't never had to. I ain't never had to lawyer up, but I'm that type of nigga. I will find uh, out yeah. what it what it takes, yeah. but I'm gonna get paid, man, one way or another. Goodness yeah. gracious, that's that's always a tough one with me. I think I think about my, so my twenties of like my the age, uh, my twenties DJ, and I probably started DJing about twenty six, somewhere around twenty five, twenty six. So. I used to hate doing weddings, but it was more so personally for me. I hated doing anything outside the club because I wasn't prepared for it. So it took me a lot of effort to be at home during the week, downloading this, making sure it's clean, making sure I'm not offending nobody with, you know, take off your panties during dinner. You know, like I'm trying to make, I, I wasn't ready. So my stress came from that. One stress that I learned from the clubs was I was not dealing with the reason why I transferred myself out of the clubs to what I'm doing now is because it was too many weekends where I'm booked every weekend at this establishment, but we all know that Dayton ain't a destination location. It's not, it's not somewhere people just want to be every weekend to turn up. So mm-hmm. there's not a four weekends in a row where it's, oh, my God, this was amazing. You might have one this month. You might have three this month. But it ain't going to be every weekend. So I got tired of, hey, bro, the bar didn't do too well. I know you – and I'm always there at 10, and I'm always there till 2. So I put in my four hours. So I want mm. my break. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I got so t- so tired of that, the sob story, the I ain't got it, the mm-hmm. we didn't do well, the, the excuse. So – and make it to where shout to talk to my guy rest in peace man doc strange doc strange really took me under his wing the contract that i use right now is the one that he sent me 12 years ago because i wanted to figure out how to do better business and get my bread before to not add that stress to the event and he really set me down for hours and uh just 
just broke it down to me. Send me the contract, send me what I needed. I tweaked it to what I wanted it to be, and then that's what I use to this day. So he helped me just just really get it to where I wanted my business to be done before I I don't mind if y'all want to see me be there. Y'all want to make sure I'm present. I get that. But before I play that first song, <laughs> I'm sitting like I'm sitting like this until that ding or I hear that cash app jingle. Something gotta happen uh, before I before I get to it. So that's just I'm me. That's how I rock. But I'm gonna have to start doing that. Yeah, there'll come a point where I tell them they're in the booking process. I I charge them a deposit fee and I tell them that it must be paid prior to the start of the event. That's what I tell him. So. I'm gonna have to call Saul Goodman, man. Get my, <laughs> nigga, get my nigga on the case, bro. Uh, like I said, this only has happened one other time, and they ended up they ended up following through. So I never had to even pull out the contract because I got the contract. I'm feeling like this contract is uh, what's it? Legal binding, like legally binding. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like I got what I need, and like, yo, if we we agreed to this price. You, you know, you paid the venue. I'm sure you paid the people that cook the food. Like, why is the DJ the one that's, oh, I ain't got it when you knew you didn't have it? Niggas be lying, bro. My Saturday was totally different from y'all's. <laughs> While y'all niggas entertaining and spinning records, I'm watching the Buckeyes play Notre Dame getting, getting shit-faced and super stressed out because, you know, we had the Buckeye pregame going on at Submarine House in Kettering, their new location. So I was hosting that. And then as soon as that was over, I made a beeline to the crib. So I got home halfway through the first quarter and everything like that. And, you know, everybody, everybody look at Ohio State offense. Everybody's worried about the defense and everything like that. So I picked a score of 45-24. Uh, no, that was higher than that. <laughs> I heard a, I heard a 50 to 17 at one point during the week. That was Kenner. I didn't go to 50. Oh, I didn't go to okay. 50. Before, at the pregame, he predicted 55-10. I was like, damn, you just got no respect. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, man, shots out to Notre Dame. They stopped, stopped our offense, stopped our passing game. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jibba got hurt. Uh, Julian Fleming didn't play. So you, without two starting wide receivers out there, the young boys stepped up. We was able to get it done. The defense stepped up. Defense looked way better than they did at any point last season, but not going to sit here and act like I was not stressing because I'm just thinking to myself, dude, if we lose this game, oh my God, mm-hmm. first game of the season, we can't lose right now. So, uh, I was going through mad blue moons. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> On Saturday, and then fast forward to yesterday, my my other team was playing Florida State. They were playing LSU. That shit was good until it wasn't all good. I mean, they're they're basically dominating the entire game, but the scoreboard isn't matching up with what you're seeing on the field. So they're up, what is it, 24-17. LSU muffs the punt. They get it inside the 10-yard line with like two minutes to go, and they fumble. LSU goes 99 yards the other way, scores on the very last play of the game, and all they need is the extra point to send it to overtime. Thank the heavens. Mm-hmm. Well, extra point, Florida State wins. So your boy been stressing over football all weekend long, but this is my season. I love college football. College football is my favorite sport, followed up by the NFL and the NBA. So next weekend, obviously, NFL kicks off couple more months we got the NBA so I'm locked in the house life knows that 
Don't call me. Don't ask me. I'm in the crib watching football all fall long. See, I have been falling off my college football. Come so on. Come on, back. I'm, tr- I'm trying to come <laughs> back. I've been trying slowly. Now, I don't want to misspeak because I've been, I've been away from it, but didn't the Buckeyes get a new defensive coordinator from yes, Oklahoma? Jim, Oklahoma State, Jim Knowles. Oklahoma yeah. State, okay. So I I watched this pretty much the second half. I was happy to see the defense doing what they do. I didn't know until after the game why the offense wasn't firing. <laughs> I didn't know about the injuries. I didn't know because I was DJing. So by the time I got home, I'm just like, I'm trying to learn the players that are playing this year, number one, because I've been away from it. So, and then I started thinking about it. I'm looking. It wasn't really no big school, top ten school playing no top ten team besides the Buckeyes and Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Georgia, Georgia played Oregon and beat the shit out of them. Um, yeah. That shit was like, I forget, like 49 to 3, some crazy shit like that. But, yeah, yeah that was a big matchup of the weekend. That definitely was the game of the weekend. You know, Iowa State really turned to the run game in the second half, and I, I really respect Coach Day for that because he a former quarterback. So, of course, he wanted to throw the ball over, all over the field, but he realized, like, it ain't working. It just ain't working. Hand that bitch off and let's grind this W out and get the hell out of Dodge. And sometimes you got to do that. So that's the football that I walked into, and I was a little concerned watching it. But I'm like, got the lead. Everything's cool. It's just not. It's not that week. That week one lead you used to seeing from the Buckeyes. Not that week two. That week three. You know those non-conference games. So my stress was up. I was yingling it right along with you. But uh, I was really like. I felt more connected to college football again, so I'm excited to dig into that almost more than the NFL. NFL is going to be what it's going to be. I'm excited for it, definitely excited for it, but uh, I miss having that Saturday 12 o'clock energy that I had, so I'm ready to get that I'm ready to get that back. So. So, so one of the big differences, like, I was stress drinking. Stress drinking <laughs> and just partying drinking are two different things. I just got a beer in my hand and I'm drinking because I don't, I, I need something to do. So I, I don't, I probably went through like four or five and you know, on a normal situation, you get four or five brews and you're feeling good. I was just like, man, this is not doing anything. <laughs> I, it just didn't do anything for me. And that's back to back days and nothing. So. I could have been drinking water and just saving this shit for a good party or something like that. But <laughs> back to back stress drinking nights, but both my teams won and we here. We here. Hey, big here. big shout outs to uh Notre Dame head coach, Wayne alum, Marcus <laughs> Freeman. Hold that L. Good debut. For sure. Hold that L. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll take it. Get you some. Get you some. For sure. The funniest post I saw, because he's around, I think he's 38, somewhere around there. He's around my age. A guy that played football for Xenia, I, I saw a post that said, why ain't nobody tell me the little Marcus was the coach of Notre Dame? Because, like, he probably ain't seen him since high school. So it was just calling little Marcus. And, like, I remember that kind of being his little name. And uh, it was, it's just funny to see somebody your age in that type of position. That's just dope. So Little Marcus got a big bank account. Hell, <laughs> Got a big bank account messing with Notre Dame, man. But shit, man, since we talking sports, I mean, the biggest news, I mean, there's a lot of big news that went down in sports. I mean, I don't know where y'all Justin want to talk. John- Justin Johnson won the live golf event. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> y- y'all golfers now, so we talk to golf every week. 
I already got my second golf excursion uh, planned for... Why is he sneaking in glasses? He's sneaking in lessons. This nigga ain't sneaking. Next Saturday the 17th, I will be at a golf course. It's not in the area, though. We're supposed to be camping, and there's a golf course on the campsite. So I guess I'm golfing again, man. Look at this. I hope it's, I, I, I hope it's Houston Woods. That's a fun golf course. I don't know where we at. Oh, <laughs> I, I definitely got a story about Houston Woods that is not podcast appropriate. I would tell you. <laughs> but yeah, man, Donovan Mitchell, he's a Cleveland Cavalier. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I was live on the air when the news funniest, broke. Funniest video I saw all week. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So Ken and I just having a regular conversation about everything going on in sports, and uh, he he sees it first, and he's like, "All right, we got to go to break. We got to go to break. We got to reset. We, we got to talk NBA, yada yada." So I'm like, grab my phone, and I see the woes bomb, and I'm just like, <laughs> "Like oh snap!" <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, the Cavs don't they made. Leave, the, don't like, leave out the the eight or nine jumps for joy <laughs> kind of off camera. That I think he said that they getting a chip. Like, is that where we at? Get the chip, cuz. Getting another they chip. They, they top three in the East now. Getting another chip. We can, yeah, I, I displayed that two-inch vertical in the studio. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. They gave up, basically, Lori Marketing for Donovan Mitchell. I know Colin Sexton was part of the trade, but guess what? Colin Sexton ain't play last year. So only person that was a part of the team last year was Lori Marketing. So you gave up Lori Marketing for Donovan Mitchell and... Colin Sexton got a nice little bag, which he definitely deserves. So he's going to be basically the only nigga out there in Utah, like he was the only nigga with the Cavs out here getting buckets. So he about to get his numbers, and he got paid. And now we got Donovan Mitchell. We got Darius Garland. We got uh, uh, Mobley and Jared Allen. Three C. Three C minimal. Let's go. Yeah, I'm bugging. I like this. Hey, this nigga, hey. I'm looking at star Hey, cause all star squad like, damn, I shouldn't have signed that two year extension. I should have come on home. <laughs> all star backcourt and they happened in a long time, so. I'm looking at the East right now. They still gonna be in the play in. <laughs> they still gonna be seven through ten. Yeah. Boo, it, it Bucks. Jeez. Celtics. Mm-hmm. Heat. Yup. That's it. That's the only team's better than them. So we're not giving Brooklyn the the nod over the Cavs. Why should we? Why should we? Because last year they made the playoffs and the Cavs didn't. Okay. Uh, and why should we give them this credit that they have not earned? Them as an individual talent, Kevin Durant is great. As an individual talent, Kyrie Irving is great. But what have they done collectively as a team? It is a team sport. Made the playoffs where the Cavs didn't. So yeah. don't don't get the Cavs the juice. The Cavs ain't losing nothing. Five C when Mobley and Jared Allen got hurt. As soon as them got hurt, that's when they fell to the play in. Hey. And by your analogies, my Bengals going back to the chip, baby. So I ain't tripping. Hey, we're gonna get that. Just don't juice. Just don't juice up. Yeah, your, your expectations are extremely high about these Cavs. We ain't even talked about Philly. Philly back. What has 
What has James Harden done on, to prove man. himself with the Philadelphia 76ers? Last time we seen him with the Philadelphia 76ers, he was man. out of shape and not playing good basketball. The last person not playing good basketball with the Philadelphia 76ers hasn't played a game since he played for the Philadelphia 76ers, who was on the New Jersey Nets, who can't shoot a jump shot outside of five feet. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just trying to make sure your expectations ain't too high. I hate seeing you disappointed. So I'm just, I'm trying to help you out. You talk about chip. You talk about top three in the East. Well, we had in the East then. Playing. Come seven, on, we seven through ten. Playing last year. I don't, I don't know, bro. I'm just trying to make sure your expectations ain't too high. That's it, bro. I'm just looking out for you. That's it. I appreciate you. That's it. Uh, Mobley and Allen, and then you got Spider and uh I love Garland. to see it. Man, it, you put it me in good. a three. I play in the three. <laughs> it looked good. I'm happy for you. Man. We gotta see it. We gotta so, see it. I see it out of them, but you amping up dudes that have played together and and went to bed. What, what, episode, <laughs> what episode is this, bro? What episode? Three, 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 three eleven. We gotta remember these, bro. Let's mark some. We gotta start marking shit down, bro. Because the basketball season is right around the corner. We gonna see. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you, so you're not hyped for Donovan Mitchell? You playing it on in the East? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm happy for it. It's always good basketball. I love how the stars be moving around. It makes it extremely interesting. Um. The Cavs were solid last year, like you said, before they got hurt. But the East is loaded. The East is loaded. So I'm not about to just give them top three just because. Playing, though. Playing, though. We thought we thought the Bulls was going to be something. They wasn't a thing. They was, was top of the East six. last year. And they got bounced. Four C, cuz that's all I'm saying. <laughs> minimum, four C, four C, minimum, minimum, minimum. Shots out to one of the greatest of all time, Serena Williams. Her epic career comes to a close at the U.S. Open. Shots out to the one of the goats, Killer. You a big tennis guy? Definitely, my entire tennis career. That the Williams sisters and the Williams story was a part of it all. Um, I started playing tennis my high school year. Senior year was 20 and four, district champions, um, was one game away from going to state, still pisses me off to this day. Um, but, uh, tennis was, I played at Sinclair after the military. So tennis was a big part of, part of my life. Um, and I heard her say something after that match that I did, didn't really think about until she said it. This, this, or, or it might have been the match prior to the last one. Uh, but she said that um, it was the first tournament she's been in where she didn't have a target on her back. She didn't have no goal that had to be met. She didn't have to perform for anyone. She could just go and play tennis. And it's the first time in four decades because she has been playing in the U.S. Open since a teenager. Mm-hmm. So her teens, her 20s, her 30s, and her now 40s have been revolving a target on your back not looking like anybody else in the room and being one of the best, you know what I'm saying? So it's really uh that's really when you sit back and think for forty years of tennis, it's the first time she can just be free and just go enjoy a tournament. Like that's just crazy. So it was it was a 
a GOAT career. She's definitely uh, changed the game, her and her sister. Um, so hard to see the ones that you've been following. It makes you really feel your age, makes you feel old when you start seeing the, you know, I was a, a little kid when, when uh, the Lakers Showtime was retiring and all those Kareem was old and, you know, I didn't see young Kareem, but like I've seen these, these Tiger Woods and these Serenas and these Jeters and just these people that have just mm-hmm. been start to finish in their careers being the shit. So it makes you feel like, damn, who going to carry that burden? But you got people like Coco Golf who yeah. out there, out there, like I ain't never felt like I, I shouldn't be here because the person that I looked up to was number one in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when she, when she say shit like that, it just put it all in perspective and, uh, they had a great, great career. I, I hate to see them go, but I, I definitely get it because tennis is rough. It's rough on your body. It's rough on your body. You said it best, man. I ain't, I ain't really ain't got much to add on. That's the GOAT. I would run down the list of her achievements, but the list is long as hell. I was Woo! looking it up, and I'm like, we, y'all can just Google it because you know, that'll, that'll be about two, three minutes worth of just me rambling on. But nah, man, that's yeah. the GOAT. Facts, facts. Speaking of the U.S. Open and an NBA player, uh, Ben Simmons got booed at the U.S. Open. Fair or foul? <laughs> Fair or foul? That's foul. Nigga <laughs> can't, can't go watch a tennis match. <laughs> like, what hey, fans in, t- oh, it was in New York. That's even worse. He played for Brooklyn. <laughs> that's, that's why. They want to go get to the gym. Get, get, get your back right. We need to see you oh, on the court. Man. I feel it. I'd have been forward too. New York had a bad week because they lost. They lost Spider still too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold that, hold that L, New York. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean on the side of foul, even though it's funny. But I'm still gonna lean on the side of foul, man. Like, so this dude can't go nowhere without getting booed. Now, nowhere he can't go enjoy a tennis match, go see Serena, and you know all the other. You know, faint. but that's the crazy thing. I mean, Tiger Woods was in the building. I mean, Saquon Barkley, all the big time sports athletes went to go check her out. But when they showed that nigga, boo, nigga, boo, boo. Because <laughs> think about it, like Saquon Barkley, he been hurt majority of his career, but he ain't get booed. People still fuck with him. But this nigga, I think yeah. just people just in general is just like, hey man, you we know you fleeced the game. We know you fleeced the the hell out the game by getting this bag. And you haven't played. So he's got some super expectations for him this upcoming season. Cause I mean, Dizzle got the Nets just going to the championship and winning it all for some strange reason over the Cavs. I don't know why, but you know, it is what it is. That shit is definitely fair. Cause if I just walked in the radio station every day and just sat down, did what I wanted to do, oh, get the same. Was getting the same bread as Kev, but wasn't doing no work. Just coming, sitting down, talking to shit, leaving. Like he he's had he's had a front row seat to two NBA seasons, and touched the basketball. And see the house. <laughs> damn damn near wasn't going to practice for one of the seasons. Like man, he been he been fleecing. Nobody want to see nobody fleece that much. Like now it's like you fleece us to the point where we gotta boo you to get your ass on the on the court. And just getting <laughs> Oh, man. So one week from yesterday, well, not even the week from yesterday. Shoot, this coming Thursday. Thursday night football. NFL returns the regular season. No more preseason. No more lists. For the BS, man, we get the real NFL season. So Saturdays and Sundays are all about football. 
Week yeah. one, Steelers, Bengals, baby, let's go. Talk the shit. <laughs> let's we go. beef come Sunday, brother. <laughs> Super Bowl picks. What are Super Bowl picks? What's up? I don't uh I follow football, but I don't it's hard to predict it's hard to predict Super Bowl, bro. Two black quarterbacks, got it. Killer, who's your Super Bowl pick? <laughs> <laughs> so for the first time in a very, very, very long time, probably the first time ever, my team was at the chip. My team was at the chip. So my team is a favorite. My team is the AFC champions. I turn the TV on. I see a Dax Prescott interview talking about week one, we got the Rams. Week two, we got the Bengals. We got the best of the best. We got to prove that we belong. We, we want to be there. I'm like, yo, my team is really in the shits now. <laughs> so I, so I got to pick the Bengals and go back to the Super Bowl. I got to pick the Bengals. But I do believe, I do believe that Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay got a chance this year. Ooh. I do Ooh. believe that. I think Bengals and Green Bay for the Super Bowl. Dizzle? You know I don't be knowing who in the AFC or the NFC, but the <laughs> <laughs> what my gut is saying is the Chargers. Okay. What's that, what's that nigga name? Herbert Sherbert? Yeah, Justin. <laughs> Justin Herbert. <laughs> Herbert. That nigga got the juice. I was trying to pick him on my fantasy team. I think he, who, who got that nigga? <laughs> yeah, okay. nigga. I was about to pick him up, and then you snatched him right up. Uh, damn, Chargers. I got to pick a black QB. <laughs> I don't even know, bro. I really don't know. We'll I get wanna... after week one. Yeah, let me get, let me think about this. <laughs> so I'll give mine, and maybe you can pop up and give yours later on in the pod. So my Super Bowl picks, my official Super Bowl picks. It's going to be Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens coming out of the AFC. Even though that's very difficult for me to say as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And it's going to be the New Orleans Saints with Jameis Winston at the helm. Mm. Black on black. Black on black. I don't have a winner, but I got Ravens Saints in the Super Bowl. While we're on the subject, and before we get too deep into it, I have to ask. We are doing fantasy football drafts. What is the pregame ritual? How do you get yourself together? Do you get the cheat sheets out? Do you be watching videos of the sleepers that people like for the year? Or is it just all what the computer tell me is next? I just kind of want to hear want to hear what some of y'all thought processes be going into a draft. I have two drafts tonight. Damn. So, so After that uh, hour and a half draft we had last night. Not <laughs> not not bad. It was much better than last year's ninety second draft. I know we had per pick. I don't and remember we, being ninety seconds. And, and we had and we had at least a quarter of the people in the draft was on auto pick, so what slows it up would be the four or five that just left the draft after they made their pick because they're 23 picks away. So that they're doing <laughs> something else with life, and then they come back with 
either missing a pick or whatever. So you can tell the ones that were, you know, let the clock run down every pick. So, but I just wanted to hear some of y'all strategies going into drafts. Well, my strategy was because we all know that uh, I wanted to watch the Florida State and LSU game last night that kicked off at 7.30 and our draft started at 7. Uh, so I was kind of distracted pregame trying to get my queue ready and everything like that because I do my own queue. I don't really trust the computer. I trust my gut and I trust what I saw last season and everything like that. So I kind of set up my queue and then, you know, once shit start going haywire, you kind of got to do rely on what the computer says because it's like, well, shit, that nigga had his eyes on this player too. So yeah. my strategy was a little different because I saw like people was going after like wide receivers early and everything like that. So I was like, well, shit, that was going to be my strategy. I was going to try to get two of the top tier wide receivers while niggas is picking running back. So I was like, well, shit, I can't be out here with no running back. I can't be out here because that's what happened to me last year, nigga. I was out here with motherfucking me and you playing running. (laughs) I had to scrap that. I was like, well, shoot, I might not get a A wide receiver. I can get a B wide receiver, but I got to get me at least an A running back. So I was able to do that in the first round. I did pull the trigger early on Justin Herbert. I did pull the trigger early on um, the Chiefs kicker. I pulled the trigger early on the Steelers defense. And then kind of filled in the back half of my roster with, you know what I'm saying, some C average players for the bench and everything like that. But I think I really like my starting lineup, though. I think my so biggest what? thing, I'd be trying to get oh, like yeah. a, either a QB running back or a QB wide receiver, like the combo, so that they both can like feed off each other. Or even the tight end is a good one because, you know, if the tight end's doing good, is is directly tied to your quarterback. That's my thing that I try to do. And I was going to do the charge. What's I don't even know the Keenan Allen, I believe, and then Justin Mike Herbert. Blake. I got yeah. I got Mike Williams, so I got that that double dip action and I was able to grab uh Andrews from the Ravens. So I know that's Lamar's number one target. So mm-hmm. uh I just try to do shit like that. So we gonna see. We gonna see. I appreciate you shouting out my quarterback so much because I'm the motherfucker that drafted Lamar around here. So, <laughs> so I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling real good because I kind of got screwed in the regard, kind of like what Kev said. I was going to go with wide receiver heavy. I started realizing with the 12th pick, you got to make decisions because you got like two picks in, in like five, or you got two picks in like five picks, and then it's uh 20 picks of weighty. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I think I grabbed Stefan Diggs because I wanted to get Josh Allen. I wanted to have that combo. Somebody grabbed Josh Allen, so I ended up grabbing Kelsey. So, so then I got those are my first two picks. So then coming around, I'm like, if I don't get a quarterback now, I'm not gonna get one that I want. Lamar was available, and he's like a running back. And because my running backs I knew were gonna be weak, I went ahead and grabbed <laughs> the mobile quarterback that might give me five games of a hundred yards rushing in the TD, and I'll take that any day of the week. Right. So. I ended up getting uh, Lamar Jackson. Now, my running backs, I got A.J. Dillon, and I got the Buffalo uh, dude, uh, James Cook. So my running backs is trash, but I got <laughs> got Stephon Diggs. I got Juju. I got Kelsey. I got Lamar and Bateman. Uh, Bateman is a receiver uh, for Baltimore, so that'll, 
that'll be that little combo we like to see. I got the 49ers defense, and I got uh, Matt Gay as the kicker. So I got Brady on my on my bench. I got some trade bait because Brady always get that hot streak and everybody wanting. So Thanks. I'm I'm happy with my balanced team. I drafted two defenses, two kickers on purpose because I didn't want to be fishing for that week nine defense and that week sure. nine kicker. So I'm happy where I'm at. I bet I get no votes for the last for the worst team in the league. I know that. That was my new question. I was like, who had the worst draft? <laughs> we all got a vote. I actually got two votes for the worst. What? Team. But I feel like that's just because that's just what they was going to do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But we all got at least a vote for the life is, talk about life. Talk about life as the commish. <laughs> life is good. I'm going to have to send you. Hey, send all your complaints. Send to, to the UK Make This Up podcast email. I'll get to them from there. Hey, I, laughed, I laughed so hard last night because... So Dizzle started a group on Facebook and it was going nuts. So I went to mute the notifications and as I mute the notifications, I see Dizzle say, I'm driving. I'm going to have my wife help. And then the next thing that I really much paid attention to was Kev chiming in on our chat with all these complaints and shit. All these complaints. I'm thinking that this is time to fill complaints while driving and coaching no. his wife on kick. I'm like, this is terrible for Dizzle right now. I was about to mute him, but I'm like, man, I'm not letting this nigga get to me. I need to get to I'm on, I'm on steady fire going south. I'm trying to look. I got two picks back to back, so I missed one and it oh. auto the next one. So oh. I had two picks that was an auto pick back to back that I couldn't even get to, bro. Damn. It fucked me up. But yeah, man. Hold on, wait, 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 one second. <laughs> you were driving during the draft? Yes. Why were you driving during the draft when you set the time of the draft up? What happened? I planned it out so that we could get to the function we was going to at seven. But my wife doesn't care about these plans. So she <laughs> her good time getting ready. And now we're on the highway at 7 when we were supposed to be there at 7. Now, so this goes back to my complaints about why we drafted at 7 o'clock. I think I was right. I think I, I think I think I was proven I was right here, right? I, I'm just saying. No, I'm not about to change the draft time because I'm driving. Like, we were but supposed to be there. You, you had issues. I had an issue with the time. What? I mean, you the commission. What was your issue? I, you was drunk. No, I was. I wanted. I wanted to be drunk. I wanted uh, to be drunk, and I wanted to watch the game uninterrupted. But I, you know, it. and then, and then, where, where, where is, where, where is one brother at? Where's one brother at? Uh, man, say auto draft. Can't make this up. Podcast at gmail dot com, bro. Forward it there. <laughs> I'll get back to you within two weeks. <laughs> Dang, somebody in, in the fantasy football chat was like, "Them auto picks killed my entire draft." I wanted to reply, but I didn't. You should have. You should have fucking autoed your whole shit, and you wouldn't have to worry about it, my nigga. It is what it is, though. We're here. We're here now. We're here now. Shouts out to my brother, Peanut. He hit me up. I, I always run my draft past him. He hit me up. Was like, man, the starting lineup is dope, but that bench is trash. Got his fantasy football league about to pop off. I actually sent it to my cousin as well. He told me the exact same thing because they like real big in the fantasy football. It's like, man, 
long as nobody get hurt, you good. <laughs> so we I, gonna I, see. I man. like my bitch. I got rookies that should be showing up. I got, I got uh, Drake London. I got um, what's the dude's name from uh, Green Bay? Uh, Douch, big receiver, Romeo Douch. I got some guys that should be stepping into some roles as long as uh, everybody. Well, football is football. You know, you can your whole your whole shit can be flipped up in one Sunday. I had one year yep. where I had four starters get hurt the same Sunday. I lost four. Four starters in one week. <laughs> I was just about to say, uh, I think fantasy is about how you can adjust. Because some niggas yes. be too prideful and got that nigga hurt for the 12 weeks. Like, you got to do the math. Like, is he worth keeping or grab somebody up that's balling out? Exactly. Did somebody that's end up captain uh, Deshaun? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't very interesting pick if somebody did, man. Before we slide up out of here, man, two quick, two quick things. Uh, not really a big topic, just uh, something we putting out there in the universe. Uh, Stacy Dash claims she just found out DMX is no longer with us. I believe it with her because no, I, I I feel like she does remove herself from this here social media and this here world of entertaining people because she has been the ups and downs, she's been the laughing stock, she's been the praised. She's had a roller coaster of a time being an entertainer. So I could almost see her not even staying up with the times and not even knowing that. Because that cry seemed pretty genuine to be months later. I don't remember when he passed, I know it's been a minute. It's two about almost two years now. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I saw the video. Is she the one that put the music behind it? Because I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, okay, I, I'm never, I, I'm not trying to judge people, but I never was one to, like, be crying on any social media and then have to look at it and then p- hit a caption. Like, you, I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. And then she put music behind it, which was even more weird. So I don't know, man. It Dizzle, it's like you said before, man. You said this uh, many a time, man. Everything's for sale, bro. People would <laughs> do anything for, them, for the likes, for them shares. Because all this shit is gets monetized, man. She'll be on the next reality show because of this. Because yeah. of this. I mean, she on the reality show now. Ain't she on one with, like, Waka and Ray J and everything like that? So somehow, somehow this is going to alley you. We're celebrating, celebrating pops and brooms over here. I'm too far removed from that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Man, so uh, my bad. I got two more. Did y'all see that? 50 worst rappers of all time list? I did not. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Dizzle, did you check it out? Yeah, I put it in the in the notes, bro. This is disrespectful. I don't know who made this list. Um, but it's a lot of it's a lot of hits on this list. That's what I that's all I got to say. It's a lot of hits. And Trinidad James did not make the worst rapper list. How? That's Man. how I know this list ain't valid cuz they only got Trinidad James on there. Yeah, I don't think you got enough songs to have a worse list. Don't you gotta have songs? He he had like a EP. Yeah, that's what six songs. If there's a worse rapper list, he got a hit. <laughs> he got a hit, but I'm gonna need Trinidad on the list. Okay, that's a that's a good. So how do you judge a worse rapper? I mean, bad rappers got hits all the time. Like, niggas that can't rap got hit records. So, I don't necessarily judge it off of your hits because, I mean, shit, MC Hammer got a diamond album. Nobody out here comparing him to Nas. 
you gotta be if you to to make the worst rapper list, lack of content, no flow, you off beat sometimes, <laughs> you come you coming out with these A B C one two three bars. I would say that. All right, I'm gonna give a couple notable names on here. Uh, well, for for time's sake, I won't say what spot they landed in. Silk the Shocker, Lil Yachty, Master P, OJ the Juice Man, Lil Flip. Lil Flip does not deserve to be on the top 50 worst, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, bottom five. Uh, yeah, he, he maybe top 60, but not top 50. Uh, Lil Pump, <laughs> Six Nine, uh, Diddy, Waka, Corey LeRae. Like I don't even. Her catalog is wide enough for her to join this list. Birdman, Vanilla Ice, Kid Boo, whoever the fuck that is. Uh, <laughs> Benzino, Plies, Blueface definitely deserves to be on here. Uh, Gunna, I think that's a little harsh. Chief Keith, like, that's a little harsh. Top 50 worst, like, it's been a ton of worse rappers than them niggas. Uh, your, your hero, Soldier Boy, clocking in at 24. I ain't Man- mad at him being on the list. For the record, top fifty worst. There's definitely fifty worst rappers in them, and I'm not even a Soldier Boy dude. Like he can't <laughs> rap, that's no doubt. But I mean, think about it like this: Soldier Boy clocks in at 24, and Riff Raff is at 32. Like, come on, man. Thanks. French made the list. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. I'm talking about. He's not on the list. Uh, designer made the list. Gucci made the list, which is blasphemous. Nelly made the list. Uh, NBA Youngboy, Easy E, RZA definitely should be on the list. Uh, G Herbo, hell yeah, he should be. He should be like in the top fifteen. He's terrible mm-hmm. at rapping. Great producer, but terrible rapper. Uh, Chingy, not sure if Chingy should be clocking in at twenty seven, because like to your point, Dizzle, he got a lot of hits. Not saying he's a great rapper. But damn, 27. Once you put a plural on the hit, that kind of removes you from worst rapper. Because to me, it's like, to me, a worst rapper is somebody that should have been there, that had the light to be there, and just couldn't hold the weight. You know what I'm saying? Like, they was had the hot summer, hot song, and like, yeah, Afro yeah. Man, because I got, because I got high, <laughs> and, and that was it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like. And we got the epitome of a hot summer hot song, Mike Jones clocking in at thirty five. Mm. I think I I I I think he's top ten. He's terrible. <laughs> got some hits. Got some hits, but he's terrible. And to close out this conversation, Dizzle's other hero, Shad Moss, Bow Weezy, Prince of the oh. <laughs> clocking in at the twenty ninth spot. Which is definitely foul. He's not. That's foul. That's foul. That's foul. See, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I'm real. I'm fair. Fair. Like speaking of speaking of Bow Wow, you be paying a thousand dollars for the VIP experience. <laughs> not a chance. Are you, are you, pay, you paying a thousand for the VIP experience? Hey, his is actually a deal because he yeah. got a little extra than Chris Brown. Yeah. Right. His was like hang out with him over the weekend, spend the night at his crib. I'm like, come right. on the bus. Yeah, backstage access for six hours. Like, damn, I'm spending the whole day with this nigga. <laughs> the whole nine, nigga. Right. Man, before we slide up out of here, man, everybody check out Raising Kane in this weekend. Yeah, most definitely. Thoughts on this week's episode? I thought it was going to be a little more intense, a little more. I thought we was going to get into some more bang bang. It's, it's, it's episode four, so 
they usually do what ten episodes around about. It seems like so mm-hmm. the action should be coming if it's a uh, the way it's building up. I I thought somebody important was gonna be uh, gone just the way it was unfolding with the mafia coming in and how they was pulling up on people. I just thought somebody with that shotgun was gonna pull the trigger, but it, it, it ain't happened. So I enjoyed the episode though. I um I enjoyed what they doing with the whole Omar and uh, Kanan. <laughs> I, I like how they're bringing that story together. Kane and going around trying to get some questions answered. Um, I don't even know her real name. Haley Kilgore. I forget her, uh, forget her <laughs> name on the show. Jukebox. Yeah, she, she, she out here trying to figure out some shit. So it, it's just, it's building up heartbreak. It's building up sorrow. Oh, somebody, man. somebody that we like is about to get popped. So I'm just, I'm waiting, but I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I got a hot take. Go ahead, go ahead, brother. Let's see if we're on the same page. It may not happen this season, but uh, Kanan, somebody in the family going to kill the mom. I feel like they starting to set her up to be a bad guy, like the antagonist, because she's been lying to Kanan. Setting up? She's been the bad guy, nigga. But <laughs> I, I, I thought that, but then I thought they would no longer be in the drug game if they killed her, because the, mother, the other ones don't really want to be in it. She kind of hold them to that to that world still. So without yeah, her, facts. They, they, this turned into like family matters. So it's like we she got to be there. So I thought that at first, but I think they she got part of it to keep the drugs. They shit. playing the uh, they be playing the dark music though when they be showing her. I'm like, damn, is she <laughs> evil? Is she evil like that? Because she been lying to Kana, and now she's mom. trying to keep Laverne from meeting her mom. Like I don't know what she on. How's how's Nico still out here walking around? Is that his name, Nico? Oh, unique, Joey Badass. Unique. Yeah, how he how he out here still living when they know who took the bread. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they she he gave it back. You know, I think <laughs> basically what they're trying to say is he gave back he gave back the money and they gave him a, a like a, a what do they call it a, a balloon package a, a retirement package type of situation. Like, all right, nigga. Here goes some money. Leave us the fuck alone. But obviously that shit gonna, ain't going to work out. I be feeling so bad for Jukebox because ultimately we know where this shit's going to head. Because we know what happens in power and everything like that. So every time they show her, I know she's about to get her heart broke from her aunt, from her dad, from... You know this shit ain't going to work out well with her mom, nigga. We know that shit because right. of ultimately what she turns into later and everything like that. But... My hot take is just like we saw Tariq kill ghosts. Kane ain't gonna kill his mama, nigga. He gonna kill her, man. He had, he not I'm even there. I'm there. He's he not only gonna kill her. He gonna he fucking gonna kill Omar Epps by the end of this season, and he gonna kill his mama by the time raising Kane is all over. I can feel that. I'm all the way there. Young hot takes, young hot takes. I, I, I like that. I like that. It fits with the title. He be he be growing up. He be raising Canaan. He be raising himself. <laughs> so, so we didn't it talk fits. about it, bro. But that uh, one of HBO's biggest shows has a, a spinoff. Are any of y'all watching the House of Dragon, the the Game of Thrones spinoff? I am not. I am not a Game of Thrones in my mom. My Excuse me. My mom is, my brother is, and my aunt is. So they all watch it. They loving it. Uh, not for me, dog. I tried to watch, uh, uh, 
like two episodes of the original. I couldn't get into it. Are you a are you a Thrones person? I mean, I'm not that, but I do watch it. It's a, I think I had reservations. Cause I'm not always there for the spinoffs. Uh, but so far it got me. It got me. It's three episodes in and I got no complaints. I'm super entertained. It's hopefully I, I feel like they've learned because the last season and might have even been last couple seasons of the original had a lot of complaints. And I feel like they're yeah. actually listening to what the what the folks are saying and is uh making those corrections and learning from it on this new show. So they're doing a good job so far. I'm with it. That's what's up. That's what's up. Shit. Oh, matter of fact, I still gotta get you those tickets, killer, for uh Saturday if you still wanted them. For sure, for sure, for sure. We will link up. Are you free on Saturday night? Was the concert going down? R&B type of situation out there in Xenia? I got another DJ gig, and this is the one where I'm about to be outside, and it's allegedly supposed to be raining. So we're gonna we're gonna have to see what what, what it's gonna do, man. Mm. Good luck. Outside for the whole thing? Yes, and this is the lady that's like, yes, rain or shine, we're gonna be out there, <laughs> and there's no coverage. So bring your umbrellas. Mm. <laughs> he about to be playing music off the iPhone, nigga. <laughs> I've been keeping up with the weather. It's a. It said it was gonna rain, but I just look now and it's only got a cloud. So I'm hoping to clear up. Praying it clear got, up. I I got a golf tournament on Saturday morning. I need no rain. No rain whatsoever. Well, shit. There it is. Another episode of You Can't Make This Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey Dizzle. We out till next week. Peace.